Hey, y'all. I really think y'all are going to like this week's episode. One of the most popular episodes we've done is when we had Will on here to talk about The Truth One. Well, this week, Jordan and I sat down with Jimmy to get his side of the story of how Primo's got started. It's a very interesting story, and as always, with Jimmy involved, you can expect plenty of funny stories and laughs along the way. And lastly, I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, do us a big, big favor. Head on over to our page on iTunes, give us a rating, and write us a review. Enjoy the show. Are you dressed for this? What do you got on? No, I did. This is I got some kind of landscaping guy's shirt on. This is a. Uh, is that the guy to cut your yard or something? No, I don't know where I got this shirt from, but undoubtedly Greg knows it. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is a this is a this is a special episode, Jimmy. I want you to know that, and I've kept secret the topic of today. Secret episode. Secret. Well, secret to you. I wanted you to be. Com- I didn't want any. I didn't want you thinking up any any. Uh, I didn't want you to have any pre-made stories. I wanted you off the cuff, just completely off, off the cuff, like just riffing, you know. All right. And I th- I brought I thought Jordan would be here because Jordan is very much also like very well involved with uh, with di- with this subject, right? Jordan Jordan knows what it's about. You, I think I know what it's about. When are you going to tell me what the sub secret subject is, like Right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay, and I, as soon as you tell me, I'll get my secret sauce out for your secret subject. Oh gosh! So, in through my career at Primos and Jordan's career, career, through my time, his five year, my five year career, yeah. through yeah. my time at Primos and at Jordan's four, three. I've there. been here three years this week or have, next week. Have either of you got any resumes out elsewhere? I started I, sending them the day. Yeah, the well, first they, time I hunted with you, I started sending out resumes. I they, think that would be wise. They got an app now that you just hold your resume okay. on. It's called Indeed. Okay, Monster.com. That too. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So. But all of our time here, this is this is a subject that we hear all the time. Like, man, you boys just don't know what it was like back in the old days when we were first getting started. Back when me and Will got started, yeah, yeah. working out of the all, uh, workshop off a of garage so, off the back of his house. So that that's, all I ever hear is y'all couldn't have made it back in the day. You couldn't, you know, <laughs> you'd have had to work back then, you know. So that's that's what I that's what I want. I want I want the story. Like as 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 much as you can give to me about like like the first memory you have of Will coming to you with this idea that he wanted you to come and help him with. Will 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 came to me and uh, you know I had just sold one business I wasn't really doing anything I was playing hunting it was doing hunting and having fun you know had it hard sounds like already. and uh, Will come to me you know and he'd been selling these little. Uh, turkey calls he calls he called it uh, his business uh primos yelpers mm-hmm. that's what we were and uh that's what he what he started off and yelper was the name for a mouth call you don't hardly hear that anymore but that all he sold was was turkey and he had the true double and the true triple and he had a couple of friction calls that he got from somebody else and we repackaged and sold them and that kind of thing so anyway you know we you know we hunted together and he come to me you know, and uh, he said, Jimmy, he said, I got the idea. I got the idea that we can really build a, a, a company out of this, a real serious business. This is about 1985. Right. And uh, and uh, really go somewhere with it. And at that time, you know, turkey hunting was just really taking off. So that, that had given him a good little start. 
And uh, he said, he said, I, but I, I can't do it all on my own. I, he said, I need some help. He said, why don't, why don't you come to, to, to work with me and let's build this company, Primos Yelpers, up. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, Will, wow, that well, thank you for asking me, and let let me uh, let me think about it. You know, I'd been a, a stockbroker at Merrill Lynch, yeah. you know, one of the youngest executives in Merrill Lynch history, and I had some other businesses that I'd done and done okay, you know, in my life. But I really was looking, you know, looking for something I would really could really have some fun with. So I said, Wilbur, let me let me think about it. You know, this is a big decision, right?" Because uh, I knew it was going to be some money there somewhere he was going to get out of me, you know. But anyway, <laughs> so I went home and I went home and told Jane, my wife, I said, Jane, Wilbur wants me to come to work with him and uh, be a part of Primos Yelpers. And I'll never forget the look on her face. Her mouth dropped open. She looked like she'd been gut shot. <laughs> okay? And uh, so – Anyway, we talked about it. I wasn't doing anything anyway. Not, not didn't have a real job. Uh, had a little money saved up, so uh, we, uh, we decided, uh, heck, we'll give it a shot. You know, Wilbur, Wilbur needs help. You know, he, he still needs. <laughs> yeah. What was what? The, so the, the gut shot look on Miss Jane's face. Do you think that was strictly because she was worried you were going to do something with Wilbur, and she was worried about that? I, I think uh, she knew Wilbur pretty good at that point. Uh huh. And uh, knew how he was, and uh, I mean the boy, you know, he's about half nuts. <laughs> Probably thought y'all were going to kill each other. Well, we we did almost did that several times growing up, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, he, Will and I, everybody thinks we're brothers, uh, but you know, we're first cousins. Right. And I'm five years older, and and Wilbur, you know, y'all y'all know him now, but back when he was young, he was pretty hyper, you know. And um, more hyper than he is now. Oh yeah, he was he was yeah more much much more hyper, and he always you know his his daddy didn't really hunt. He was his daddy was kind of a fisherman, but his daddy didn't hunt, so he kind of he had to hang around my daddy and uh, one of my uncles that hunted a lot and me, because uh, he he loved hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, so he could you know he could re- be a real pest when you really didn't <laughs> want him around you, which was most of the time. <laughs> Primo's Takeout has changed the way that we hunt, from minerals to feed to the seed that we plant our food plots with. It has been incredible. Head on over to Primo's.com now to check it out and receive free shipping on orders at $75 and more. Uh, so so it take, you finally, like, you decide you're going to try it with him. Yeah, yeah. But, like, how did it start? Did y'all have, like, a, a building to, to operate oh, out of? Oh, man, we didn't have no building. We had, uh, Will had a, had a house. And then uh, he had, and then the, off the garage, he had about a, he had a workshop, maybe, uh, maybe, eight hundred square feet, mm-hmm. you know, workshop. But uh, uh, and so we we had uh, some uh, a workbench set up that where we made the the yelpers, the mouth diaphragms, and then mm-hmm. back then it was only turkey, and we would make those, and we hired uh, uh, ministerial students. Who were going to ministerial school, right? And they would come, and we would uh, pay them a piece rate. In other words, you make a true double, and you get paid uh, twenty-five cents, say, for every true double you made. So yeah. they they were on a piece rate, and uh, worked out worked out pretty good. But he, you know, Will was still working full time job. You know, my family's been in the restaurant business right. for years and years, and he was working in the, in the restaurant business. 
uh, to help pay the bills for Primo's Yelpers. And uh, so I was there during the day, and I was doing the, you know, watching. I, I actually made mouth calls. No. Oh. And, I, and, and, and he, uh, my starting pay uh, was $5 an hour. That was a lot back then. Though. That well, minimum wage was three twenty-five, so I got paid a dollar seventy-five. You know, just college educated, whatever. Uh, but uh, I got paid five dollars an hour. Uh, I actually made mouth calls. I checked the, you know, uh, inspected the calls, did the shipping, cleaned the bathroom, da da da. Did the whole thing. You know, in you know, small little business, you do things like that, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so, you know, but starting back then. And, and being where we are now, you you think back. Y'all have heard me say, you know, y'all back in the old days, y'all wouldn't y'all yeah. wouldn't have hung in there. Um, you walk into a beautiful you know building like we got now and everything, and uh, but it it was it, it makes you uh, appreciate it uh, more. Oh, for sure. So, how long was it before y'all realized it was actually going to do something? We was did. It, we I mean, we did something. I mean, <laughs> before you saw the business start growing at all, you know how long? I mean, I'm Listen, sure it was times where you were like, "Man, we ain't gonna do nothing. We're gonna be in a hole next what? month." No, no, because we always we always managed to get by, and and we were having we were having fun, you know. Right. And um, so I joined him in uh, January of 1986. Really, I think is my start date, and uh, we were in that little workshop till 1989 right and uh i mean i was uh, we were doing these uh little uh sport sporting shows you know like buckaramas and extravaganzas mm -hmm. they'd have in atlanta and birmingham and dallas and uh, we had a little booth uh that we could put in the back of a, a wheels bronco and go to those shows we'd do those we'd leave on friday morning set up do those shows and then drive home Sunday night, hopefully without having to stop at a motel. <laughs> but sometimes we'd get, you know, it'd be too far. We'd have to spend a night on the road. So y'all know what a Motel 6 is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you could get a room there for like $19 a night. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, $19 a night. And uh, you may have to, you know, the towels were, I, I've, I've used paper towels that were thicker than the <laughs> towels in the Motel 6. But I knew everyone between Atlanta Charleston, South Carolina, Dallas. I knew everyone between there and where we'd go home. Sometimes I'd wake up at night in the morning and I would say, now, how did I get here? What? How did I get off the highway or whatever? Right. You know, because you do that. There were so many of those shows, but it was getting the word out, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what you did. Boy, we were making cash money too. Right. I mean, back then we started doing videos, The you know, that we had the first video that, probably a real collector item now is calling we were using golden eagle bows mm -hmm. and it's calling white tails to the tune bow right that was the title of it i remember, and, uh, I remember yeah i remember uh, i've seen it i don't but and yeah, I, it, yeah, was, yeah it was uh, it was wonderful there weren't any videos out then of course right. this was this was uh vhs mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and uh there weren't any videos out there i remember october white tails yeah uh, was one of the first really good ones because the equipment was so complicated it was heavy you had to have a tape deck camera big old heavy cam and uh, the light you know the quality of the cameras was not that good like they are now so it, it was a real trick trying to do something outdoors and um, then we did uh, uh, 
uh, Truth won Turkey. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, I think we had four turkey kills on the Truth won Turkey or something <laughs> like that. Maybe more. I, I don't remember. But they, they would retail for $39.99. And we would take cases of those to, like, the Buckarama in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, we'd sell two or 300 of them. Oh we'd always sell out. Yeah. We never brought enough. At at forty bucks a piece, yeah, that's crazy. Where, where did like I'm I'm going going back a little bit. So like the idea, like the the whitetail video and the turkey video, like where did how did that idea come about? To we're going to start videoing this to help promote our business. Well, uh, I'd like to say it was mine, but it was this was Will's inspiration. Okay, uh, and uh, you know, like I said, uh, wasn't anybody doing it, right? But you know what? What we thought back then, as crazy as we were, if we could show ourselves, you know, we named the call, named the company Primos. Right. Mm -hmm. Primos Yelpers, and it's gone through some different names. Primos uh, Hunting Calls, mm -hmm. Primos and Company, over the years, yeah. and uh, it's always kept Primos at the Primos at the top. Which Primos is not a great name for a game call company when you think about it, because what well, number one people have trouble is Primos or primo or all right. that but it that we wanted people to to know the know us right. know the people at primos know me and will of course uh ronnie jolly cuz strickland uh jeff sherwood i mean there have been so many uh really good camera guys yeah. before youtube came <laughs> on but but uh, scraping the bottom of the bucket now. yeah i mean if at one time there was only me will and Ronnie Jolly, we were the three men that that worked in the company. Right. So uh, you know, doing those shows and, and everything was was a big start. Going to the shot show, first shot show we went to, in uh, in uh, it, I think it was uh, Dallas, and you know, there may have been Las Vegas, but we could get our whole booth in luggage on the airplane, <laughs> and it was just two little cases. Yeah. Went on there, we'd get there and set up our booth and it had turkey fans all over it you know and uh because that's what we were back then we were just strictly turkey i would love to see like a picture of those old booths oh yeah. man man we thought we, we we'd get put a uh uh like a camo uh cloth over the uh table in front uh -huh. you know and uh We'd, uh, I mean, we'd grab people. They walking by an aisle. We'd grab. Come on in. Let me show you this thing. Oh, I don't yeah. want. I don't hunt turkey. Well, you need to start hunting turkey. Well, you you know, we'd, <laughs> we'd show them how to do it, and we made a lot of friends. Yeah. And back then, I mean, so many of the companies you know now, um, like um, we were talking about uh, 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 the the Muzzy Company. Right. That was the Musaka family you know, right. uh, that started that, and uh, had Muzzy Broadheads. And uh, they were just starting off. And uh, Moultrie, Dan Moultrie, yeah. I remember, he was just starting off. I remember Dan's wife, we'd go like to the Buckarama. You know, Dan is from Alabama. And his wife, his little wife, he was trying to sell these feeders, you know, that he built. Yeah. You know? yep. and, uh, and his wife had a big candy uh, plate out there with, all, with Tootsie Rolls and Baby Ruth and all that out that's there. Where, if you missing Jimmy, he was over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that was that was our lunch. You know, <laughs> he couldn't buy no five dollar hot dog. Yeah. But 
and she'd sell the candy, you know, at the store at the show to uh, help pay for their uh, expenses. Right. And uh, so there were there were a lot of companies. I remember uh, uh, Bill Suggs at Mossy Oak the day he pulled into uh, Wilbur's driveway to come see us about this company that he and Toxie Hayes were thinking about uh, starting. That was about. 1987, mm-hmm. and he pulled out this uh, kind of a jacket, more of a jacket than a shirt, and a pair of pants in the bottomland pattern, and said, "This is this is the camo we got, and you know we'd like y'all to try to wear it and all that kind of stuff." And so we started that relationship, and uh, uh, you know, and, and um, tried to help them, and they helped us, and uh, it, you know, it just it was early days yeah. of uh, camo. Game call. The whole industry it, it's changed so much. Yeah. Since them early days. Do you remember like if I, like like the first time that you went to the woods with a camera being involved? Like, do you you remember like like I'm, or, or, it doesn't have to be the first one, but the first time you were like somewhere where you had a hunt of yours video? Yeah, I remember. I remember it very well. I remember it very very well. It was with uh, Cuz Strickland. Yeah. Ronnie Strickland. I think I know which one this is. And uh, we were turkey hunting over on the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Kind of across from uh, Cottonmouth. Really? On the Mississippi side. Okay. Yeah. Glen Allen, Mississippi. Uh, just south of Glen Allen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, we had we I, we I had a club that I was in that was inside the levee. And we went over there turkey hunting. And uh, Cuz was running the camera. And we got on a, a gobbler. And he was we called him off the roost. And he come in uh, right in front of us, gobbling and, you know, just strutting and everything, 30, 35 yards. Yeah. And he just walked right there. He, he didn't walk to us. He come in and he walked right in front of us because I'm on my right. Give you a nice broadside shot. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sitting there with it. And, you know, back then uh, the, the signal – was uh, you the the cameraman would kiki kiki yeah beep 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 i remember that when i watch growing up watching videos i got so i got trained to that i knew when i was watching a primo truth video when the cameraman kiki yeah it was about to be a shot that that meant that meant you got to shoot yeah well cuz had just started doing this i mean he you know he had been working in a retail sporting goods store down in natchez he had just started doing that we were new to the camera deal right. you know and like i said it was a real effort back then trying video hunt mm-hmm. so and i was new to it and uh we all, we cousin i both were so mesmerized by that big old gobbler strutting and gobbling and everything he forgot to kiki <laughs> he probably if he had to remember to kiki i probably was so in in you know, into that turkey, I wouldn't have heard it, and that turkey just walked right on, just, right on past us. Yeah, uh, but but you know, you know, you know the video game. Everybody thinks it's so f- much fun, you know, hunting on video. It, it, you know, I don't know how many turkeys, deer, elk, since then, whatever, have have lived because of the camera. Yeah. you know that you don't get what you want. Or one thing or another happens, and you know the cameraman can see him, and the hunter can't. Vice versa. It's a, it's a crazy world. Yeah. So you got to be able to to deal with that. Yeah. 
You uh, get thrown into it, it's like getting it's baptized a, by fire. Yeah, it's a stressful situation whether you're hunting on camera or filming. Look, I, look, you know, I got a, a big 10-point buck in my office there. He's a one, 172 gross whitetail, Illinois whitetail. Right. And I'll never forget that hunt. I was hunting with Kenneth Lancaster, mm-hmm. and Kenneth had just started uh, video. And Kenneth uh, had been working in a bow shop. Wilbur hired him against my better advice. <laughs> and uh, first hunt, Kenneth filmed. Uh, Will took him to our lease in Illinois, and he put him up a tree. And uh, Will killed a, you know, called in a 160-class whitetail buck. And Kenneth was so uh, carried away with the deer coming in, he's not looking through the viewfinder. He's looking through his other eye, and he videos directly over the top of the deer. You hear the deer. You hear Will shoot the deer. You, you never see the deer until he's laying on the ground. Now, you haven't done – done that bad the first not with y'all the first hunt i ever filmed it wasn't for it was with my this is like back when i was in high school or we may have just grad yeah we just graduated like high that, school last year something like that yeah. yeah i was with my, my friend jimmy um my friend jimmy gentry actually we were turkey hunting and i was filming him i was filming him I and mean, we had a camera but yeah. i did the same thing like you see the turkey walk in and then you see the turkey walk out yeah. And that's all you see. Except for when you shoot him, you see him get back. I think if I remember right, you see him get back on because as soon as like I started looking at the turkey, I never looked I never looked up yeah. down the camera again. I just stayed there. Yeah. Like we looked at the footage and Jimmy went, What the heck, man? <laughs> you know, the video camera adds so much different feelings, emotions, uh problems yeah when it's, you're hunting it's totally it different. takes a lot of the fun out of it sometimes yeah. so you got to be you got to be dedicated uh to to what you're doing what you're yeah. trying to do i still rem- i remember the first time uh my first year at cottonmouth first year with y'all uh the first time i got to like hunt we were duck hunting at uh, i think we were at bulldog if i remember right no we were at the horseshoe we were at the horseshoe not like it matters but we were at the horseshoe and uh these three mallards come in. It's two two greenheads and a Susie come in. Just, I mean, just cupped up, Perfect. cupped up. Even I couldn't have missed them. No, no. I mean, you have to. You'd have to like turn yourself around and shoot the opposite direction to miss these ducks. I mean, they were just there. Troy was filming. Troy couldn't see them. They were behind. It was like a wad of trees. Just the angle they came in, he never could see them. <laughs> and it was me. It was uh you brad and myself hunting yeah and, I remember. and they were so far to the left you two because i was on the far i was on the far left side it was me brad and you and i was the only one that could have shot them but i couldn't shoot them because troy couldn't see them and so i just remember watching them going <laughs> and i just go look and i was like oh no <laughs> you know what i remember about that hunt you were you were videoing when we started and it was one of those great duck hunts where you know we were just killing them yeah and uh yeah and finally we said well we got our limits and the ducks were still coming mm-hmm. so uh we said well let's let lake shoot let's mm-hmm. let lake shoot mm-hmm. so uh brad you know we both had our limits i was standing right behind you brad gave you his shotgun and here comes some more mallards Rami, mean, they, they looked like they were going to land right in your face and i could see you you would just you know you would just oh come on come on come on come on, come on. and then you just you threw up and click 
<laughs> Brad had given you an empty gun. I remember on that. purpose. <laughs> Very well. On purpose. I had that, to was, that was on a show. I, I remember to, watching. That. I had to trim a limb. Like when I got in this, I said, "Let me trim his limb." I go and I hand Brad the gun, and I go over and saw a limb. And I had gotten to know Brad well enough at this point, and he handed me the gun back, and the thought even went through my mind. I said, I wonder if he took the shell out. <laughs> and, but I, I said, no, he wouldn't do that. And, I did, and it was just a hat, and then, <laughs> But you weren't very happy. No, uh, you, were, you were not a happy camper. I wanted to shoot some ducks. <laughs> Well, he gave you some shells later on. Yeah. We let you shoot a few ducks. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. We let you shoot at a few ducks. I hit them after a while. Oh, you hit some. Yeah, had to get yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, yeah. you had to get like a – if I, I tell everybody, like, if I'm going to kill a limit of ducks, there has to be like a high opportunity day. Yeah. Like if I'm going to get just a couple shots – no, yeah. I got <laughs> I got to find my groove. Have a lot to shoot right. at. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. The Primo Surround View Blind. I feel like in the world we live in now, the word game changer gets overused, but I feel absolutely confident in saying that this blind is an absolute game changer. It's changed the way that we hunt a hundred percent. And now at Primos.com, you can get fifty dollars off three sixty and two seventy surround views. You don't want to miss this deal. Head on over to Primos.com now and check it out. Jordan, you have any? Uh, I don't. No, I'm talking like first camera experiences. I kind of like this road we're going down because it's usually it's usually pretty funny, like or like it ain't have to be like the first one, but like everyone like the first of it. There's usually like a uh oh or a funny or something. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think. First time, well, I, I, it was I, with Mossy Oak. Yeah, but with us, your funny hunts would be with Wilbur. Oh yeah, first time I ever hunted with Will deer hunting we got up in a stand i don't it was i had never been around wilbur at all we elk hunted for like three days together and that was it and uh we got up in a stand in october in cottonmouth i was filming and uh right at dark i had no idea how because wilbur's an animal all in itself far as how you yes. have to film around him and anticipate what he's going to do and stuff because he's not going to tell you i was no. actually doing him a dis i was doing jordan a disservice just throwing him to the wolves see like if he that. was going to make it well like. i should have i mean and I, I mean baptized by fire i even told him like when they were leaving the truck i said i said keep an eye on him my boy ain't afraid to shoot now because yeah. i it, i mean you know i mean like <laughs> yeah that's wilbur's favorite saying well you can connect the dots you got to you know the cameraman <laughs> don't get the the kill shot you can connect the dots I mean, like, it ain't nothing for you wilbur gotta have to, some dots wilbur there's like a common sequence of hunting with will is i can't see him pop. <laughs> he's behind a tree yeah. boom uh, you know you only pop yeah <laughs> normally i'd been filming at mossy oak then three years when i moved here and uh most of the time you know somebody i ask you you own him can you see him yeah not with wilbur we are right at dark. We have a 165-inch 10-point yeah. come by. It's nope, at 10 nope. yards. Wilbur draws back. I say, I can't see him. It don't matter. And luckily, I got on him before he shot, and he shot him at like eight yards. But it was just like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's another thing about video people don't understand. You know, a big, big buck walks out, a big elk, bull elk walks out. You know, most people just raise up and shoot them, you yeah. know, or – fling an arrow or whatever because yeah. you know those those big ones don't usually hang around very long right. but you got to have what we call that b-roll which you know you got to have <laughs> you know you're telling a story right. and you just can't have the deer walk out step out and shoot him you got to yep. you know let him how, meander around how many times have and this is for how many times have you not been able to set up 
put a stand whatever where you wanted to because it would not work turkey hunting is the worst well this yeah and the stands that you and jordan set up sometimes are pretty rough depends on who's hunting yeah you you might want to think ah yeah i know you put up a few good ones (laughs) a few I still ain't got my steak dinner. Yeah. I got mine. Keep thinking. Yeah, keep mm. thinking about it. <laughs> what about? I'm gonna tell a story on you, Jordan. This is your second elk season with us? Mm-hmm. In the Davis Mountains. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know the story. Yeah. We were hunting with. Uh, it's a. I mean, it's a cool. It's a very cool hunt. The Davis Mountains is the only place in Texas where there's wild elk. And no license. Yeah, you don't have to. They're, they're, yeah, you have to have a license, but yeah, it's you, exotic. You have exotic. to, as long as you have a non-resident exotic license. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. A, it's, you could legally go out and shoot a hundred elk a day if you wanted to, which they don't do that. They they manage yeah. it just like anyone else would. But uh, anyhow, we're there. Um, uh, Mike Williams, who we were hunting with, had shot an elk, and Brad was hunting, and we had just started. It was either that season or the elk season prior. We just started running two angles on a on an elk hunt, which ended up you, you've seen them. They work. We do it on gun and bow hunts. It works out really cool because you have you have like your you know your tight video angle on the elk, and then you have a wider angle where you can kind of see where the hunter is in comparison to the elk. So it kind of gives a good, just a kind of good depiction of how everything's unfolding. So Jordan was over Brad's shoulder. And then I'm backed up, kind of on, kind of on a little hill under a tree. I'm filming the the elk was like on one big side hill. He had to come through a big canyon, pretty it's like much half mile away. Yeah, he looked like an ant when we first caught went, called to him. Like we watched him come 300 yards before we even said, oh, "Okay, he's actually going to come. We better set up." I mean, he was a ways away. Then it was 20 minutes before he showed up. Yeah, that, that's the first time I've seen an elk out of breath. Like he came up the hill, <sighs> but. So, you know, I'm back there and I'm watching. And this elk comes up. I mean, it was steep. Like, we hear the elk bugle. And he's probably, when he bugled, he was 50 yards. But we could not see him because, I mean, it went, whoop, and dropped off, like straight off. And all of a sudden, you see these antlers coming up over the hill. Oh, yeah. And I'm filming. I've got Brad, Jordan, and the bull. And I'm looking at Jordan, Jordan. I'm like, man, this is going to be incredible. Oh, I was eating him. Just up absolutely on incredible. And the elk comes up. Walks right down, kind of hugs the bottom of that hill. Walks right past broadside of Jordan Brad, like ten yards. Yeah, over the shoulder. Oh, I think I know. I remember yeah. what happened. And what happened, Lake? So, well, you know, he shoots the elk. Elk runs off. First off, a run off. We're like, please don't run back into that bottom. He didn't. Brad shot him in the heart. He didn't make it that far. He falls over. We're like, yeah. You're you know. talking about like helicopter country. It's so steep. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. So and you know, I film. I need to film. I, and usually, you know, I get my camera. I'm gonna go film them you know so i get back up there and i'm filming brad and all of a sudden brad i know brad looks at jordan Jordan goes what's wrong i look over jordan just standing there behind his camera like this like somebody my dog had died or something he just had this like frantic look on his face and i'm like what happened he goes i double punched i think i double punched the record Uh. the elk bugles 50 yards and i got that part you can see i think the tip of his antlers come and then it cuts off yeah I hit record one twice. Of, one of, yeah, it, well, it's happened. Boy, it's, uh, that's one of Will's connect the dots yeah. type yeah. deal. Yeah. I, to this day, have not done that. Yeah. You did do it on some ducks. But, that's, but, that's but wait, wait a minute. Duck. Wait a minute. He's tell, he telling on tails on me and, oh, I've got, and, and, yeah. and Jordan. Now, let me tell him another little elk story. I think your first year with Primos. <laughs> and uh, your mama, I talked to your mama. 
Of course uh, you did. Miss June, and she said, oh, he's so excited about coming to work for y'all. Oh, he just, he just, he would do it for nothing. I said, now you tell me he would do it for nothing, you know? <laughs> and uh, you were, uh, how old were you then, 21? 21. 21, yep. you still were going to college and uh, taking classes, and, you know, you wanted to come work with us, and you'd done a little video in prior. And we were real hard up for a cameraman, so we said, well, let's give yeah. Blake Pickle if, a If you wouldn't have been that hard up, he wouldn't have, you know. Yeah, no, well, it, it, was, it was down to the wire. It was August, and we had elk season coming up. So, anyway, uh, and Will didn't want to do it, but I, I talked him into it. And uh, so, you you know, the first thing, you, you go off to an elk hunt with uh, Brad and, and Slade uh -huh. uh, to a place a friend of ours uh, has in Colorado called Purgatory. Right. And Purgatory was – Purgatory. It, it was, was – yeah. Yeah, and uh, but you're a young stud. You're 21 years old. You're in good shape. He said I was a stud. Yeah, <laughs> you're a stud in your own mind. But anyway, and, and uh, so I get I get this phone call, and uh, Brad calls me. He said, man, we had to carry Lake off the mountain. I don't know. He might die. He got altitude sickness and went blind. I said, he went blind? Yeah, he went blind. He got got that altitude sickness. He got dehydrated. And, uh, you know, and there you were with all these, you know, Brad is, you know, 50s, and uh, the guy that carried you off the mountain, Art Mott, was in his 70s, you know, carried you on his back off the mountain uh, to, 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 to save your life. Well, he was, he's, go, he's getting older now. But... <laughs> there was our young, young, eager go get them camera boy had to be carried you know, off here, the mountain. Here's my here's my only form of defense I've got is I did we did go to New Mexico before that, and I made it successfully that whole trip. But then we get to Purgatory and to, to that was the New Mexico was when he filmed the Blue Hunt fishing for Marlins. Yeah, uh -huh. I yeah. bumped my for the, for y'all that don't know, like when you run a, a camera, you have to set a white balance, right? And if you don't set your white balance, you can, you know, it, it it messes up the color, like just layman's terms. You can have it where it looks really, really like red or pinkish, or you can go the other way, it looks like really, really blue. Well, Brad's elk that he shot in New Mexico, like the first elk I ever filmed, uh, I we were moving on this elk, and if you watch, like well, Slade being the good editor that he is, fixed most of it, so you can't really tell that yeah, much. because he, 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 Being the editor that yeah. Slade is, I know there were words being said yeah, while he was fixing not it. happy with yeah. me but when we're moving towards the elk the footage is fine and somewhere along the way because we were crawling i bumped it and all of a sudden it looked like we was we was filming under the deep blue sea uh -huh. it was blue uh -huh. but anyhow so then we go to purgatory and i guess i was just trying to earn my keep so hard i was just I, I didn't drink any water, and I straight up got dehydrated. And it was a lot higher elevation. It was like eleven. It was like eleven thousand feet. Yeah. But I still remember the funny story is is we'd gotten to. Must be mowing the grass outside. Yeah. Uh, we got to the top of the mountain where we we're about to get started. You know, right at the edge of what we call the basin, and. Uh, I like leaned down, like my backpack was sitting on the ground. I leaned down to dig something out of my backpack. And I stand up real quick. And you know, sometimes when you stand up, you, hey, you, know, you get dizzy. Yeah, you get dizzy. And we'd pack some snacks. And Art Mott had two bags of potato chips, a barbecue and a French onion. And he goes, what kind of chips do you want? And, <laughs> and holds them out like this. And my, my vision froze up. Like it was, I knew something was wrong because all of a sudden Art does like this. 
and he keeps talking and moving, and I can hear him talking and moving, but all I can see is Art doing this. <laughs> and I'm and they, they still make fun of me to this day. Like, if we get up there, they're like, you good? Do you see Art holding a bag of chips again? Because I was <laughs> apparently I was sitting on a rock doing this like, with my hands trying like, to see. <laughs> like, you know, your first year was full of those kind of things. You, you were so gullible. I mean, you anything we said – you would do unlike now five years later y'all hurt me yeah i remember one time we were going pulling in deer hunting and we had that uh, one of the polaris electric buggies and we start pulling in and oh no it was a gas buggy and i I tell you you're driving i said okay we're getting close put it in queue for quiet and you're looking down on the dash where's the queue for quiet Ruin my innocence. I mean, you would, you, you were, you were just dumb as a sack of rocks. You made, but carry, you were great. You we enjoyed me, you. you. You made me carry a and log chain to a duck hole. Well, with something to hold the dog in. You, are, you only get so many of those mulligans before I start catching on. Well, you have caught on, and you've gotten real cocky. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I have to call your mama and ask her to tone you down. But uh, you know, you, you, uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, going from the early stage of what he's talking about to what you have to deal with now. But but let, let's get back to the to the early early days. You know, we stayed in that workshop since uh, moved out in '89, and we moved into a building that yeah. uh, office building, two story office building that Will and my fa- our families owned, and we rented space there. And pretty soon we had you know as we grew in in the '90s. Uh, we pretty much rented out the whole office building. Yeah. And, uh, it, boy, you talk about something because you ever try to move uh, pallet loads of inventory and products, raw materials, up to the second story uh, of an office building, you know. Yeah. Uh, it no was elevators. I mean, we with the Walmart truck would pull in and get your initial shipment, we would have to hand load it. We didn't have no forklift. Ooh. You know, we'd have to hand load it on these 18-wheelers. But – you know, we grew and we grew, and, you know, I'm, I'll never forget uh, early 90s, uh, probably about 1990, we, uh, we, 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 we always said, Will and I always said, man, if we can ever get to a million-dollar sales. That's the year I was born. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> good for you. Uh, if we ever got to a million-dollar sales, we'll have it made. Yeah. Well, we got to a million-dollar sales that year. We were so broke, you know, because <laughs> we'd spent all our money advertising, salaries, rent. You yeah. know, we had no money. Right. Had no money, and still don't have any money. But we had that's, a lot of fun. That's the, like that's so much the misconception I think is people think a lot on the outside think that y'all just had it made. You know, just this whole time that y'all just kind of didn't. You know, they don't know that kind of struggle and stuff that y'all had to go yeah, through. Yeah, it looked like just one big fun thing yeah. after another. But yeah. uh, and it was it was a lot of fun, and a lot of people had a lot of good people along the way that aren't here anymore that helped us get there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about having the right people on the bus. And uh, helping you to meet your goals, and uh, but we had a great company, and Will and I always said, you know, uh, we want our employees to come to work with a smile on their face and leave the same way, and right. uh, it makes a big difference if you love what you're doing. Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. I mean, like, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm offering myself up to get joked at here, but like, I mean, I st- I wouldn't trade this for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got your resume out though, right? There yeah, it is. Still, <laughs> I remember yeah. what the steel mill was like. I don't want to go back. Yeah. yeah. I was uh I was cutting up airplanes for salvage parts before I started doing this and then I, well I was in school, but that's the job I had before I was doing well, that. Well, you know, over the years, I don't know how many people come to me and said, "Man, I want to work for y'all. I want to come to work there." 
Oh, and I said, well, how much money do you need to make? Oh, I don't care. I don't care. I got a, <laughs> I got a wife and eight kids, but I don't care. I don't care. Oh, you got do, do you need health insurance? Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It don't matter. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just want to come to work for you. Want to come to work for you? Well, you you know you know you you know you, we'll give you a job in production, but you're not going to be on video. You're not going to be hunting. Everybody thinks that's all we do around here is hunt, right? You know, and be on video. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I just want to work for y'all. I don't. I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to hunt. And you give a guy a chance, and after he's been there a week, he says, "When am I going to get to hunt? You know, when, <laughs> when do I get to go on one of these yeah. hunts?" And uh, so, people really have no idea what it takes, and uh, what all the people that it takes here in uh, our facility in yeah. in Florida. Uh, we got a great team of folks here, and they're doing their jobs, yeah. and, and uh, that. Uh, that really helped make this company yeah. what it is. Now, there's several unsung <laughs> heroes that obviously don't ever get seen on video, but make this whole thing tick now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when just, I mean, you know, you, um, well, you were. I, I had some friends come up here yesterday. And I went and got lunch with them there in town, and then I, they'd never been the, been here before, so I gave them a quick tour. They didn't. They're like, I had no idea there was all this, you know, going on. It's a uh, you know, like you go from what you were talking about to eight hundred square foot workshop, workshop. to to, all, to this now. It's what it's, is this place like? Hundred thousand? Uh, no, it's a hundred a uh, hundred and twenty five thousand square feet. Yeah, warehouse offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything. Yeah, from eight hundred to one hundred twenty five thousand. Eight hundred square feet to one hundred twenty five thousand, yeah. and uh, uh, it's a you know it's a moving here was a was. We moved here in 2002. We actually started it in 2001 and moved in in May of 2002. Mm-hmm. And um, it was back then. It was only uh, let's see, uh, right at uh, 50,000 square feet. And three years later, we added another hundred and whatever, and now it's 125,000 square feet. Yeah, I'd say you and Webb are done pretty good. Uh, we did, uh, but we it was a labor of love. We were, we loved this company. We loved the people, and it was fun. And uh, we we built products that were were we were proud to sell, mm-hmm. not junk, not gimmicks. Uh, yeah. Didn't take the easy road. We did it. Uh, you know, didn't try to create some hype about a uh, a call or something that we knew in our in our hearts wasn't going to work. But we. We built good calls. I always worried. We, me and I, Wilbur, and I worried we'd make a, a, a grunt call so well, so well built, and even if you took it apart, it was so easy to put back together and make it sound right, whereas a lot of the competitors, you know, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't that way. But we put so much effort in that. You know, a guy got, buys our grunt call, heck, he's, it's going to last him the rest of his life. Yeah. Where are we going to sell a yeah. grunt calls next year? But yeah. uh, How often do you see it, like, to your point, like at shows and stuff when we're there, there'll be somebody come up and bring a call, a grunt call or a turkey call, whatever, that they've had for years. Oh, well, you know, years. You, you've gone to the NWTF convention with us in uh, Nashville. Yeah. And how many times you see people bring back calls that were made yeah. in the in the late 80s. Yeah. There's something and, that say uh, for the woods on it instead yeah, of speak the language. Yeah, yeah, and, and all that. So uh, you, you see that a lot. And every time you do, it really makes yeah. you proud. Well, mm-hmm. I've, I've said this before. I, th- I think part of that is people, like, people are naturally drawn to authenticity. Stuff is genuine. And I think that's part of why y'all were able to grow it 
to what it is now is because that y'all put that much much care and time into doing what you did like you said y'all weren't trying to sell people you know just bull crap you know well we 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 never were not uh, maybe that's not right our deal was you know treat people right right don't worry about what what you you know if you can make money or lose money on every deal treat right. treat people right do the right thing mm-hmm. in whatever you do uh run your business return phone calls you know don't you know just just do what you like you were raised right yeah and 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 and, and, and it's it's worked it's worked and mm-hmm. that's why people in this company that are running it today do right and mm-hmm. and it works no matter what off a biblical standpoint treat others in a, you know the way you want to be done treated yourself treat most of them other than the exception <laughs> maybe you two you know you know you can't treat you nice because y'all take it wrong it makes you think we like you we <laughs> don't like you i'm gonna remember that when i'm hanging stands this fall yeah i, I know i know <laughs> well hopefully you're still having fun some yeah i had i had a lot of fun last year when i was you know i'd limited out in arkansas and i was on <laughs> doe patrol and i'm gonna go hunt a double bull and I, uh, you know i have to walk about two miles to get to it and sneak in there and crawl in there to get my double bull and were you there for all this? Where's my double bull blind, you know? And uh, they're on a platform that the double bull w- was there, you know, the mor- that morning. There's only a stool there left <laughs> on a big elevator. There's a stool there out in the wide open left on the thing. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's. A man killed a big buck out of that yeah, blind. You know that made a TV show. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess, you you know, you could have told a brother what you were doing. <laughs> Jackass. Oh, me. Well, I don't think we could get, we could have gotten it. See, you're, you're better off the cuff. I don't think we would have gotten that quality I'm of better stories. better any way you take me, Lake. Fair enough. Any way you take me, I'm Fair. better. Fair enough. Better. But Fair look, enough. look, this is uh, it's, uh, middle, about the middle of July. Yep. And uh, you know, and it won't be it won't be long before we'll be back chasing them elk and hunting them deer. And it's gonna be a different year this year. Yeah. You know, the rivers. I mean, the river still flooded most of Cottonmouth right now. And we're looking at another at least a month before we get to Mississippi. Really? And uh, you know, and it, it was it's never been that high this long. So it's gonna be a totally different experience. Every yeah. year is different over there. It, it, it's never the same yeah. how you hunt them, what you do, but. Uh, as far as the whitetail, but it's going to be <laughs> so totally different. This we year. got two pallets of seeds sitting in the back with no land to put it on. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to aqua broadcast, see if we just dump it out in the water. Better, Maybe better, it'll better find the soil. sinking seed or something like that. <laughs> seed so, with lead weights. Uh, who knows? You know, are the deer going to come home? You know? No, my, my, my only piece, like my peace of mind with that is think about think about rocker, you know? How many? I mean, we've had a high river, not like this. This has been not this long. Th- this has been prolific, but this is longer flood than the 2011 <laughs> flood, which was the greatest flood yeah. in the last hundred years. Yeah, this but, has been longer standing. But, but than we've that. had a high river enough every year for the past how many? Uh, three or four. Yeah, where it's been had to push them on the levee to, for some time. Yeah, and Rocker, we all know until you killed him this year, Rocker lived in that same core area in the secret bottom. Yeah, that was when, his home. When the water came up. He always got pushed out, but every year he was right back in there. It's going to well, be a different year, but same we'll, spot. we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll be there. We'll see. Might be squirrel Look, hunting. Looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Well, 
Enjoyed it, y'all. Let's go eat lunch. Go eat lunch. Boom. Thank y'all for listening.